Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Lawton with the New Warehouse Podcast, bringing a new episode to you today. Today's episode is going to be a very interesting one. I'm excited about it. Uh, it is with Sarcos, and Sarcos provides exoskeletons. Uh, exoskeletons being uh, basically kind of bionic suits that you put on, it gives you extra strength um, to do certain tasks and uh, takes some better ergonomics and things of that nature, uh, which we'll hear more about and kind of what the whole idea is. Um, I was really interested in this. I came across it at Modex. Um, actually, it was like one of the first things I noticed when I walked in. Um, to the floor to set up my booth um, and it kind of struck me and so so I inquired about it and uh, here we are so today we're going to talk to Christy Martindale she is the chief customer officer and executive vice president of product strategy for Sarcos um, so Christy welcome to the show how are you I'm doing well Kevin thank you so much for the invite very happy to be here Definitely. I'm happy uh, to connect with you. I'm really interested in hearing more about Sarcos and um, the whole exoskeleton idea. Um, so why don't you fill us a little bit in on, I guess, what Sarcos is and what it is that you guys do? So, of course, Sarcos Robotics, we are one of the global leaders in, in design, development, and deployment mm-hmm. of mobile and dexterous robots. So what we do is we focus on combining human intelligence, instincts, judgment with the robotic strength, endurance, and precision to ultimately enhance the human performance and make an impact into industry. So all of our robots that we focus on are really about how to augment the human capabilities Mm -hmm. and also enable them to do work more safely. Okay, interesting. So so it's essentially... I mean, my impression of it is like a, from what I saw is a, it's like a suit and you put it on and it gives you this ability and it has like different grippers and things of that nature. Um, and it allows you to basically increase your strength so you can do more heavy duty tasks and have less strain on you. Is that, is that correct? Right. The Guardian Exo is a full bodied powered exoskeleton suit. So the human operator would get into the suit. And they would stand in it, and it, the suit enables that human operator to lift up, a, up to 200 pounds of weight. Mm. And that human operator will not feel any of the strain or the lift of the weight. There's a little bit of feedback, so they know they're lifting something. But right. the, the suit bears the weight of the item that's being lifted, as well as the suit itself. So it really enables the human operator to be able to lift these heavy objects 
continually without causing any strain or injury to their human, their body, you know, their back, uh, any injuries into their um, lower extremities, it enables them to do more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's battery powered, so it's able to operate eight hours on a single charge, a continual operation essentially via hot swappable batteries. Okay. And um, as you were talking about, they have end effectors. We call them end effectors. They're essentially the Guardian Exos hands and those uh, grippers, depending on the task that is being uh, approached and what somebody's trying to do within the Guardian XO, the end effectors would be specific to accomplishing that task. So they may be a gripper or they may be a hook or they may be a uh, magnet to latch onto something that really is dependent upon what's trying to be accomplished. Okay, really, really interesting stuff. And it's it's pretty impressive to look. I mean, it's actually just very cool to look at too. I think when I saw it at Modex. So, but I'm interested to know, I guess, kind of how how did the idea of this come about? I saw that this is something that's been in development for like 20 years now. Um, I read in the notes. And so, how did this kind of come about? And then, how did it kind of develop into what it is now? So, it's been a long history. Sarcos has a long history of doing robotic solutions, everything from uh, dinosaurs and theme parks to humanoid robots to even the uh, robotic fountains in at the Bellagio Hotel in Las Vegas. So a very long history of creating these advanced robotic solutions. Originally, um, it was a part of the University of Utah and spun out in the early 1980s. Mm. And there was a period of time... Um, about seven years, where the company was a division of Raytheon, um, and it was focused exclusively on cutting-edge technologies for the government. Um, But what happened in 2015, there was a management buyout, and um, we took all of the technologies that we saw commercial potential for and started focusing on how we could make those those technologies available and viable for a commercial market. One of those um, is obviously the Guardian XO. We had an early version of the Guardian XO in 2010 that was hydraulically powered. So really what we've done is we've taken all of our knowledge from all of these different types of advanced robotic solutions and combined it into what is now the Guardian XO so that we can really make an impact and make a commercially viable full body powered exoskeleton suit. Okay. Very interesting. So, so definitely a long history there. I think it's really interesting. You said you guys made uh, robotic dinosaurs. That's pretty cool. Um, and now to this, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so now to this, so very interesting process in how that kind of evolved and now where we're at and it, and the guardian XO is something that's just, it's just kind of new to the market, correct? If I read that correctly, like it's, it's, it was available to defense. And then I think you are recently doing a partnership with Delta Airlines. Is that correct? And then it's coming out more later this year. Is that correct? So, yes, we're um, in our alpha trials now. So the early version in 2010 was the trial hydraulically powered. Okay. Over the last 20 years, we spent time focusing on reduce, reducing the power consumption so it could be autonomously powered, meaning that it could operate independent of being plugged into a power source. So that's where the batteries come into play. Mm. Uh, So at the beginning of this year, we announced uh, uh, a partnership with Delta. We thought you saw um, 
our demonstrations at CES, the large consumer electronics trade show in Las Vegas. Right. And we're also um, starting our, we announced we're doing our alpha trials with their frontline employees. So they were the first airline to come forth and have their frontline workers really engage with us and get exposure to the Guardian XO and give us real-time feedback on what it's like to wear and operate and use the Guardian XO in their daily operations. On the Delta side of things, what type of, you know, give us an example of kind of what they're using it for. They're using it for like lifting bags and things of that nature. What, what are they using it for there? We'll be back after a quick break. You hear a lot about supply chains these days, because if the past couple years have taught us anything, it's that an efficient, well-managed supply chain is absolutely critical to keeping businesses successful and consumers happy. I'm Will Haywood, and I host a podcast called All Business, No Boundaries, where we talk about supply chains, how they work, what happens when they don't, and the innovations that are redefining what's possible in the world of logistics. Join me for insightful interviews with thought leaders and industry experts. We discuss how optimizing supply chains can break down the barriers that are holding businesses back. That's All Business, No Boundaries by DHL Supply Chain. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So and at Delta, what and some of the items they're looking at are in their maintenance areas and also okay. in uh, their uh, cargo handling operations. Okay, interesting. So kind of the heavy lifting there. I remember actually, I think uh, it was Kiko who t- was telling me, I guess you could essentially, because your hands are somewhat free too, because you have these um, other attachments that you're talking about before. So you could essentially like have hold a tire up, I think she was telling me, and then be able to screw the tire in with your hand normally as well while the suit is kind of holding the tire. Is that, am I interpreting that correctly? Yes. So the Guardian XO, one of the features it has that we think is really extraordinarily helpful is when you lift a weight or an item with mm-hmm. the robot arm, you can then lock the arms in place. So you can lift, as she mentioned, a tire and put it into place um, without your own self having to lift that. The, the robot does the work. Mm-hmm. And then once it's in place, if you need to do a finite, very, very finite, dexterous task, you can remove your arms out of the robot and do those dexterous tasks while the robot arms are holding that item in place. Mm. Very cool. So it kind of makes you also, not only gives you great strength, but it also makes you kind of... Uh, Four-handed, I guess. It's an extra set of hands, which is always nice when working. <laughs> Absolutely. It, uh, it allows you to do work that maybe might require multiple people to do. Um, yeah. It enables a single person to do that job because uh, they're able to hold that item in place. And then, as you mentioned, they get an extra set of hands in their own hands and being able to use other tools that they may need to bolt along or other tasks as needed to perform that operation. Okay. Very interesting. So, so now, I mean, exoskeletons as a whole, um, I was actually pretty surprised. It's actually funny because before Modex, um, I had a friend, uh, who listens to the podcast and she was saying like, she was like, I want you to do, uh, I have a request for a podcast, talk about exoskeletons. So I was like, Oh, okay. Like, let me figure out what I can do about that. And then it just happened when I walked into the floor um, at Modax on Sunday to set up uh, the new warehouse booth there. Uh, like the first 
booth that I saw was was yours, and the exoskeleton, the Guardian XO was there, and you got that security guard and everything. I was like, oh, what is this? This is very cool. Um, so, but then I started to notice that exoskeletons were kind of they had kind of a large presence at Modex this year. So, how do you see kind of the trend in exoskeletons growing, and do you think the demand for something like that is increasing as well? Absolutely. Um, what we're finding is there's a number of industry factors that are contributing to this need for mm. companies to be more protective of their workforce and also be able to do more with the people that they have, enable their people to work longer. So there's a number of different dynamics. One is um, before COVID, and we see even this trend uh, through and after COVID, there's still a labor shortage in sectors that require um, a lot of, um, you know, heavy or manual labor. Um, so there's this labor shortage. People are aging out of the system. And then the newer generation is not as interested in getting into those types of roles. Definitely. And it's even in warehousing where, um, you know, there's a lot of automation. There's still a need for workers. And warehouses across the country are struggling to find those workers. So um, in addition to having a hard time finding them, there's a huge turnover something like 25 to 50% of turnover in warehousing. So if you couple those two items of not being able to find them, the high turnover, and you add to that occupational injuries that occur from these repetitive lifts or moving items on a regular basis that are heavy, um, which ultimately costs the U.S. alone about $100 billion in back injuries um, through loss of work and workers' comp claims. So... When you put all those factors together, we see a growing interest in deploying these solutions that enable humans to stay stay safe while still performing these roles that require the heavy lifting and moving of heavy items. Mm, definitely, I definitely am interested to see how it will grow, and I think it is a it's a different kind of solution because you there's some things I think that automation and robotics, at least for now, still have a hard time tackling. Um, or tackling in a practical sense. So kind of enabling the human to be a little ro- robotic or bionic in a sense um, with these suits. I mean, it still allows them to have, like we talked about before, that dexterity, but gives them that extra strength so that they're not becoming fatigued or they're not having strain. And like you said, reducing the amount of back injuries. I mean, that's that's huge just right there. So, um, so that's a really good thing. So what, you know, that's kind of like the trend and what we're seeing with demand, but what... What was the overall impression at Modex from customers who were seeing it and, you know, for the first time maybe? And what, what was the initial reaction? You mentioned that CES too. How, how was the response at those shows? You know, it's really great. One of the things, like you said, it's something that um, hasn't been widely talked about or discussed. And mm-hmm. so many of the people at Modex were surprised and it's not something they'd ever been able to see before. So, a lot of interest and excitement and we had great conversations about the applicability within narrative industries throughout um, the conference. One of the things I was, it was unfortunate given the timing of the show, we weren't able to do the, the live demonstrations and know, allow um, the, the participants to experience what it feels like to have that superhuman strength. We were able to do that at CES though and it was just I, we had so much attention and I mean, we had people coming by and a lot of awards even in just the general excitement of 
the potential of the technology and industry. And then when you had the opportunity to go and try it and people got to experience what it felt like to lift a 50 pound item as if it was, you know, you're a drink Um, (laughs) and you could see the excitement on their face. It was just, it was so much fun. And it it was um, really helped bring to life for them the game changing potential of the technology. Yeah, very interesting. I definitely was, you know, I was bummed out that I couldn't try it at Modex. Um, so hoping, hoping to have an opportunity sometime in the future, um, just to see that. And you know, I can imagine, you know, how kind of, uh, like you said, surprising and and exciting it is to be able to just lift something so easily. And I think as soon as people probably experience, they can probably the gears start turning of like all the different applications that they can do with this. Um, so I think it's really something that's probably gonna it's going to grow for sure. And I think it's going to make a, a big difference, um, especially in just overall worker safety and comfort levels. And it's going to make jobs a lot easier too. Um, so with that being said, and kind of the mention before about um, robotics and automation, you know, there's this, there's continuing debate um, about robots taking over jobs, right. Versus like people say robots are going to take jobs, but then some people say robots will eventually elevate the jobs that are out there. Um, but I'm wondering what you think about how these exoskeletons like the guardian XO, um, are going to help humans kind of accomplish more. And if it's going to create some sort of alternative to, I guess, robots and automation, like it will maybe help to retain some jobs or, you know, what you're thinking of is about that. And will it be an alternative for some companies instead of robotics in, uh, in some cases? Yes, it's very interesting. Um, you know, as with any technology revolution, you know, you see that often there's new workflows new work and new opportunities created as mm-hmm. new technologies come into the market. I mean, we talked a little bit before about the labor shortage and and the cost of keeping employees healthy and safety on the job. Um, Some other things we didn't talk about, though, that we're finding as a trend is the equalization of the workforce. So Mm. I'm short, I'm five foot one and and not somebody that could go into a warehouse and and lift 70 to 100 pounds on a regular basis. I mean, I probably last 30 seconds and I'm out, right? Um, (laughs) So, because if male or female, you'll be able to do the same kind of work. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter how tall or small you are, uh, female, male, size, um, strength, the robot is going to help augment and assist, and it's going to be taking on that load. So humans, their bodies, they don't wear down and break down. I and mean, often what you find out is before um, somebody is really even done with working in that particular sector by the time they're trained and being at optimal performance, their body is degrading to the point where it's time for them to move on or get out. And we see this as an opportunity for people to be able to work in roles or operations that they love for a longer period of time. And so you have the equalization, you have the kind of enabling the workforce uh, to stay more productive and healthy in a role for a longer period of time. And we also, interestingly enough, during this kind of uncertain time, we're finding that a solution such as this would enable some continuity of work. I mean, there's also, obviously there's a lot of 
essential workers that have to go to work, many that we wouldn't um, address, such as healthcare. But there's things like construction, and we're hearing um, in those sectors, they're having to figure out how do they stay safe, how do they do social distancing, but still do the work that is considered essential, right? And oftentimes that work requires people to be working in close proximity because of something they're lifting or holding into place. And so we see a solution such as ours being able to fill that gap in a way. So something that might have taken two people to lift and hold and maneuver um, conceivably could be done by a single person wearing the Guardian XO suit. Hmm. Yeah, those those are some very interesting points. Actually, I like the fact that you talked about the equalization of the worker because that also kind of addresses something you mentioned before about the labor shortage that we see in different sectors. You know, especially in sectors where the work, like you're talking about, is like either it's tough or it's monotonous, and kind of the equalization there can help with the labor shortage too because it opens those opportunities up to more people because the exoskeleton and guardian XO gives them more functionality in that spot and you know you talked about you being five foot one so actually i'm curious how how does that work from a suit perspective like are there are there different sizes of the suit or does the suit um expand and shrink or how does that work <laughs> yeah you put water on it it goes now um <laughs> so what <laughs> during our alpha trials our alpha unit is um a smaller aperture of height so it's a five nine to six one, but uh, the commercial version of the suit that will be available at the end of twenty twenty, mm-hmm. it is going to be designed to meet a ninety five percent of the working force. So, what we see that in when we did our analysis, the size um, envelope is five foot one, five foot two to six foot two. Mm-hmm. So. We have um, a pretty good range within there in terms of the size of the person that could work within the suit and um, how those size changes would make. We're working through a few of those details yet, but that is the ultimate goal for the commercial product. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I was curious how that how that works. Like, do I need like a medium or something like that? I don't know. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay interesting stuff so and i like the points you made in there um so you know now i mean it seems like so sarcos really said the commercial version is going to be available um the end of this year so so it's kind of just the the beginning in a sense right for this to be out in like i guess the regular working world and commercial world so what where does sarcos go from there what what does the future of sarcos look like so, uh, yeah, we are at the beginning, and um, what we're finding as we're learning and, and talking to potential customers, and um, we have an XTAG group, which is an exoskeleton technical advisory group, and what we're learning from all of these people is the potential is endless in that not only the suit in its current um, format, but there's a lot of tasks that it's not just heavy lifting, it's if you think about using heavy tools, torquing, um, pushing and pulling items, there's a lot of injuries that occur in the workforce. And we see just the opportunity growing exponentially. And so as we're working and working with our customer base and our technical advisory group, we see just potential across narrative industries. And so we are, you know, hoping that we're going to be able to address a lot of these concerns and challenges these business have 
businesses have in keeping their, their employees safe. So we're going to continue that path and continue focusing on that and hopefully um, be able to get it into many, many industries uh, across um, the globe. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking right now, I guess, as, as you're talking about it, and I just think there's so many, so many applications for it um, from a commercial perspective. And then I'm thinking, you know, does at some point in the future, do we have like a kind of a personal exoskeleton too that we can use, you know, for like, <laughs> for like gardening around the house or something like I had a tree fall down <laughs> in the front yard. I need to like pick it up with my neighbor. If my neighbor's not home, <laughs> I don't know. So, I, <laughs> so I mean, it's really, I, it's really interesting. And I feel like the, I mean, the possibilities for the application um, just in my mind are, are endless. So I'm really excited to see how it starts to get, applied and then even even like you mentioned before about you know the jobs where it takes more than one person just really because it's lifting you know does it also help companies now optimize a little more and be a little more efficient in the sense with their staffing too um in order to you know maybe do a job that required two people just because you need two people to lift it now you can do as one which gives you a little more flexibility too so so really really interesting stuff and i'm excited to see uh what happens and you know the reaction when it really hits out into the commercial market and definitely excited to see the different applications for it so how can people find out more information about sarcos and how can they kind of see some more stuff about it uh, our website uh sarcos s-a-r-c-o-s.com has great videos and a lot of information there and uh, be happy to answer any questions. Um, we're all listed on the website, and so uh, anybody that has any questions, I'd be happy to answer them and and um, give them any additional information they might need. Okay, great. And we'll post all that information, and uh, we'll post a video on the newwarehouse.com as well so everybody can see um, the Guardian XO in action. Uh, so, Christy, thank you so much for coming on the show and really, really excited to see what the future of Sarcos holds. Kevin, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from the new warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for the new warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.